0: Well, welcome back, everybody, to Episode 7 of the Bricks Cast. I am with my host, Aaron, today. And if we do want to thank our sponsor,
1: Aaron. Uh, yes, our sponsor, as always, and our editor, and, and my good friend, Oscar, from MrBrickTastic.com. Be sure to check out his BrickLink store for all of your Star Wars minifigure needs, Lego piece needs, or just general uh, BrickLink 3 in the Morning needs. Uh, he has a bunch of great stuff. Just be sure to check him out MrBrickTastic.com. And with that, uh, I just want to also say... I'm the permanent host. Uh, I will not, never, that's not, and I'm really stuck with grammar, I, I will always be the permanent host, and that's just something that I think everyone's going to get used to. As as much, as much fun as last episode was with Jay, because I think that after the episode, uh, the three of us went on a Discord call for about another hour or something, after, like after that, it was, uh, I don't know if it's going to be permanent. We might have him back on as another guest in the future. I think that all of us were pretty excited about that, and, and the comments in the episode seemed to also really reflect how much uh, you guys liked Jay. So, yeah, we'll see. But
0: I th- I think doing I think during guest host was a good idea. Uh, I I'm hoping that we can do something somewhat live. So next month is Brick World Chicago in June, mid June, uh, twenty twenty three. Uh, it's Father's Day weekend for the U S. And we're going to be with a lot of different people at Brick Worlds. First time I'll be going. We'll have another episode, probably the next episode after this. We'll we'll talk about my expectations for Brick World because I've never been. I've only been to Brick Fair Virginia. I've never been to Brick World Chicago. Um, but when that happens, hopefully, while we're there, Aaron and I will be able to do like a live recording podcast and have potentially one or two more uh, guests on. So we'll just see what happens.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be. Fun. I, I know that you, you toss around the idea of like doing, like in a in a conference room type thing. which not that it wouldn't be good, but I don't know if we're at that level yet. Maybe we'll just like hop in our hotel room and record some stuff. But yeah, I I know that uh, a lot of mine and David's mutual friends will be there. And I mean, I know I'm looking forward to an absolutely great time. Uh, I'm actually driving up to Brick World with uh six of my closest friends in a in a van uh from Houston for I think that's like 17 hours with no stops. So, I'm excited. I'm really excited for all that. I'm doing all these U.S. conventions this season, this summer, and it, I don't know. It's all coming up so fast. I can't believe it's already May, May 10th. Jeez, wow. Yeah. So. We'll we'll definitely talk more about this probably next
0: week. Uh, so I can't wait to talk more about it. We're gonna try to keep this episode under an hour today, guys. We'll see if we can actually manage that. But we both Aaron and I both have things. Aaron needs to sleep after this, and I need to go work on Geonosis after the, the this. The struggle we both have things we have to do. So the, we're we're on a schedule today. We're on a schedule. Yes,
1: the struggle of having a, a, a one person in the U.S., one person in Europe, is that as the day procrastinates and it goes further and further. It just becomes later and later for me. So like when I finished dinner, he was doing lunch or doing other stuff and it just kind of got to a point now and it's like, it's 1am and I, I don't know if I'm going to be as high energy as I usually will be. I think, I think I could tone it up, but oh no, Yeah, we'll see. So we're going to try keeping this at an hour or under an hour. So with, with that, exactly. So we, we should, yeah, exactly. with that, I'm going to get into get the on our first, our topic first topic is going to be a rare Aaron is unbelievably unconditionally excited for something from Lego. And that is that there is a rumor, and this is still just a rumor, that a two hundred dollar, two and a half thousand piece Lego Concord set is coming out. Now, I don't think I've spoken about it too much on this uh, on the, on the podcast, but I I love airplanes. I I I just I love airplanes. I, I love flying. I love traveling on them. I love knowing about them. I love learning about them. I love reading about them. I I love everything about airplanes. It doesn't matter what type. I mean, okay, I don't like propeller, just large passenger planes jet planes or what have you and for those of you that do not know concord was an amazing 1960s project between um a british company and a french company and i think some other parts of and some other european companies to produce a supersonic jet passenger jet so basically a jet that can fly at the speed of like a fighter plane from the military but for passengers and it was created to basically serve Paris and London to New York routes because it was illegal to fly this jet over populated areas because of how fast it was going. It would, like, break windows because it would just continually break the sound barrier because it's going, like, Mach 1 or Mach 2 at, at like, its max speed. And so it could basically cross the Atlantic in three hours, which is normally, like, a a six-and-a-half to seven-hour flight. And obviously you could see the appeal to that. It was extremely expensive to get a ticket. I think tickets were, like, like six, seven thousand, ten thousand dollars, and counting for inflation nowadays. For I think even w- one Wait, way. So why 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 did they get rid of this? Right. So in two thousand three, that, that actually sounds very good. In two thousand three, so this jet went from this six. I, I don't know exactly what year it got developed. I mean, obviously, I I, I need to do uh, some more in depth research. But uh, broad strokes, is that it, it got it got introduced in the seventies to British Airways and Air France. Uh, so obviously, a British airline and a French airline and they used it basically exclusively for Charles de Gaulle, which is Paris, to JFK, and London Heathrow, which is London, to JFK. They might have run some operations down in Miami. I'm not 100% certain on that. I know that the New York one was the super popular one, and it was a relative success. It was definitely a unique flying experience, because if you don't know, the Concorde is an incredibly iconic airplane in the aviation community. If you talk to somebody who knows, like, the smallest thing about airplanes and you say concord they'll know exactly what you're talking about it is like it is like the republic gunship i guess i'd equate it to of the that's a horrible yeah. that's a ridiculous comparison but <laughs> no, no 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 but i i think i think i get it yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. i i don't i
0: i i like probably most of the people listening i had no idea what this plane was and so you kind of just filled filled in a blank for it me. is
1: like iconic and it's also like the height of flying luxury because of how expensive the tickets were Basically, everybody was treated as if they were a business class passenger, even though the seating was all economy. It's different because the flight standards of what like what we know as a consumer today is vastly different from what it was in the uh, 70s, 80s. So the ticket prices were, like I said, were like $10,000. Like like this was for rich people and business people. That's it. And so the market was served and they, they ran flights for, you know, what, 30-ish, 40 years without any with with some minor problems uh i think once the 1980s economic recession hit they kind of just the the flights were basically empty all the time they still had plenty of passengers to an extent but they weren't filling enough to make it worth it because obviously to cross the atlantic in three hours the amount of gas you're carrying and the, the cost of that gas as well is just insane and also the cost per flight hour of like the pilots who are especially trained on this airplane is ridiculous but anyways the, in early 2003, I think, um, a Concorde was, was sitting down the runway at Charles de Gaulle Airport, and a piece of the United Airlines DC-10 that fell off of a, of the United Airlines airplane when it took off previously was on the runway, got lodged in the tire of the Concorde, and therefore... I, I, I'm, also way, I, I'm in way too positive of a tone for what I'm about to say, but this metal shard from the tire, because of how fast the tire was spinning moved the shard so fast that it flung out of the tire like a bullet and punctured one of the fuel tanks, which carry were carrying a lot of jet fuel, obviously. And that almost instantaneously ignited and it blew up the airplane. And then in the process of the airplane blowing up, it landed on a hotel. And it killed everyone on board, obviously, and some people in the hotel. Horrible tragedy. But at this point the Concorde was struggling to fill its seats. Most of the time it was just, you know, aviation fans and then the occasional business fan or rich person. So this Chesn 3 accident basically killed the Concorde, and British Airways and Air France retired all their airplanes. By I think 2000, and, yeah, I think Chesn 3 was when they all were gone. It was a very easy decision to make; they were not generating money, and ev- like this giant disaster just happened, which wasn't their fault at all. It was the fault of faulty United Airlines maintenance. But it's just interesting that the airplane okay, got retired, so and then that.
0: Sorry, look, I... Looked at just a, just a slight correction. It was actually July 25th, 2000, not 2003. Uh, I just looked it up because I've never I think, heard of this crash. Okay, then I think they it's haven't.
1: 2003 that it was retired. I know the 2003, is, I, I, I could okay. be wrong, but yes, early 2000s, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, so so you're right. It unfortunately
0: killed 109 people. It was, it was crazy. yeah, it was a
1: devastating... I mean, obviously, like, the luck of it landing on a hotel is also just horrible because there's a hotel at the end of the runway. Not, like, at the end, but, like... A little bit past the runway and this jet has to go so fast to take off that it hit a point where no matter what happened it was that it was already in the air when it started to blow up because the the metal hit the fuel tank and then as the thrusters kept going the fuel hit the thrusters it i believe is what caused the fireball which then caused the explosion and it was already in the air so it still went a couple you know hundred meters until it landed on this hotel and yeah it just instantaneously yeah, it, it, retired it, 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 for those of you for those of you listening, it's definitely
0: worth Googling 2000 Concorde crash. You'll see the images to kind of give you a picture of what Aaron is describing. It's, again, I've I've never heard of this crash. Oh, it's it's, um, it's extremely it's interesting.
1: I mean, the whole I, the whole investigation, too. Because they, like, to keep it yeah. brief, they, they didn't understand well, what happened. And to find a piece uh-huh. of a different airplane was just wild. But yeah, I, I won't get too much into that because that's just a brief history of the Concorde. But. This rumor is that Lego is making a two and a half thousand piece Concord model,
0: and this anyhow to go with to go from fatal crash to Lego set. Yes, oh my I know
1: gosh. that's unfortunately, but this Lego set and I I'm not being hyperbolic or exaggerating. I have not been more excited for a Lego set since probably the Osprey, and we know how that one went. But before that, I'd probably say like I I don't know the Episode Eight wave. You know, for Force Friday. I have not been this excited since then. I am, like, if this is real, and I'm pretty confident that it is, I I cannot express my excitement. This is a day one buy for me. I'm going to get probably two or three of these, keep some sealed as well. I'm so excited for this airplane. The return of, like, brick-built LEGO airplanes after so long. Because the last one we got was 2004, I think, that's off the top of my head. With the boeing 787 which is also one of my favorite airplanes and it was a rough model i mean it it was a lot of 2 by 4s and definitely could use some slopes but the fact that this could mark the potential return for this subline and even if it doesn't mark the potential return just this set alone is enough to say she and me i am so excited for this set i i love airplanes i'm gonna love building this set. i'm gonna love having this set i cannot express how happy and excited i am for this and I just wanted to start this podcast off with a really rare, air, and extremely happy moment. But yeah, Uh, if you have any thoughts about that, David.
0: You've gotten me going down the rabbit hole on Wikipedia right now about this crash. Oh, it's Uh, wild. It is blowing my mind. It is. There's like so many like, uh, what do you call them? Conspiracy videos I'm seeing on YouTube about this. This is a real big thing. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, Well, that was... uh, might I might go down the rabbit hole and uh, after this episode and learn more after I'm done with Geonosis tonight and learn yes. more about this because this is fascinating. I really recommend it. Um, it is
1: even like airplanes. I it's think just it's interesting. very
0: weird. I th- I think it's one thing for. I guess. I'm thinking about this in terms. I'm like, well, if there's this horrible fatal crash study associated with this plane, why well, would Lego make it? But. You could make the same argument as to why Legos made the space shuttle before, and that had a so horrible I, I accident as well. I think that the
1: accident to the Concorde is entirely unrelated. So the accident of of that flight in 2000 is pivotal to the Concorde's history because it obviously is what made the Concorde leave service. However, the crash was nowhere near a result of any error made by the Concorde. The crash was squarely the result of United Airlines maintenance and Charles de Gaulle airport, like uh, the people who checked the runway. That is the entire fault. There is no fault to the Concorde. The Concorde, I'm pretty sure, had a like almost impeccable safety record in the forty years of service, which is basically unheard of for almost any airplane out there except for like really modern ones. Even even so Also,
0: Aaron, also to correct you, just because I'm on Wikipedia says it was in operation for twenty
1: seven years. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm ballparking these days. I don't have Wikipedia in front of me, so I can't really I, I I'm close enough with these ballparks that so I'll I'll give myself credit for that. But the, the legacy of the Concorde has carried on. It's still a beloved airplane. There is a bunch of them on display in random museums. I know that outside of London Heathrow Airport, there's one on display. I don't know if it's specifically on display. I know that there's one in New York City, actually, at the USS Intrepid. You can visit a Concorde there. In Germany, there's one at the Sinsheim Technic Museum, and I've actually gone to that one and the Intrepid one. It, it's such a... Is s- there one at the Air and Space Museum in near uh, near D.C.? I, I don't think so. I, I um. really am struck. I do not think there is, but... I've been on the one at the Intrepid and the one at the German space uh German's Inside Museum and it is a surreal experience. It is I mean I as somebody who loves aviation as much as I do, it it's absolutely something I'm so happy I could do. Uh because I could never afford a ticket on that flight. Also I was like not born when it crashed, so obviously it wasn't really a reality. But wait. You were you aren't even born then? I I was when born did, in when, when two thousand one. Two thousand
0: one? Oh my god. Oh my That's god. That's right. I'm 4 years older than you. That's not that much,
1: man. Huh. I thought you were way older than me. But yeah. yeah, it, It's an insane experience. And also, just a f- one last final fun fact about the Concorde. Uh the Soviet Union actually copied the Concorde. And the German museum that I'm talking about also has a Soviet version of the Concorde on display. And it's so funny because you can tell that without a shadow of a doubt the Soviets just straight like copied the Concorde, but they couldn't figure everything out because they uh, had to add winglets to the front of it which are like small tiny wings underneath the cockpit. And it's just very funny because it's like the Soviets consistently copied stuff from the West and it always was like inferior. But also, I, one more, sorry, I know it's one one thing, but this is important to the Lego set in a, in a way, but a very iconic part of the Concorde, if you've ever seen a picture of it, you've either seen it um, completely flat, like a completely streamlined pencil, or you've seen it with like the cockpit angled down. And that's actually a like what allowed it to be the way it is. Because obviously if you're traveling at Mach 1, you need to be streamlined and aerodynamic and a tilted cockpit, you're not going to do that. So the tilted cockpit was actually for um, takeoffs, landings, and taxiing, uh, which is driving around on, like, the, on the, uh, the taxiways and the ramps. So the cockpit actually would um, bend down mechanically so the pilots could actually see out of the windows because if the nose was all the way up, you could not see the ground in front of you. And so they needed to have this to be able to have the nose tilt down in order for the pilots to drive it around and take off. So it's, it's a super iconic-shaped airplane when it's taking off, and it's obviously one a lot of the pictures taken of it, too. So I'm really excited to see if the LEGO designers, not if, I'm almost certain LEGO designers have incorporated that feature of the Droop Nose, what it's called, Droop Nose, into the set. Because, if they, I mean, that's just going to be insane. It, it's going to be like the landing gear on the space shuttle. I know that's like a, a menial thing, but I just love that feature so much. And if they can incorporate it somehow like that with the Concorde, I'm I'm just I'm already so excited. But if they incorporate like a functioning droop Dose, which I'm pretty certain they will, it's just going to take it to the next level of excitement. I can I, I'm just so excited because this also opens the possibility of maybe even more airplanes, which I know is like really so firing in the dark. But yeah, it, I'm just so
0: excited. So, so Aaron, if I get this as a review copy from from Lego this year, are you gonna are you gonna be upset? I mean, I might have to book a quick little flight to Richmond, uh. But I oh, don't know. Assuming that this is real, of course, because I don't know. I uh, I just know it's a rumor. I don't I don't know if it's real. Assuming this is real, can't you have other? You're gonna people... book a flight and and you're gonna be a part of this review. Can't you have other people in your network do reviews for you? Yeah, I, c- I could actually have it sent to you. Um, so that is an option. I could do the, but review the question for is, you. can you meet? Can you meet my quality standards for solid I, I studios? I could get a nice camera and like a backdrop of expensive Lego sets. I mean, because I would hate to get that set and then like I mean, you did you did just for this last twelve minutes inform me about this plane what it does, and I, I honestly do feel like I know a lot more now. Um, hopefully, everybody listening isn't bored to all. I think that Concorde is know, a rare example in
1: aviation, not a rare example to me, but a rare example to the general people of like an interesting aviation story because it's like this revolutionary airplane and we actually downgraded since then because the fastest you can get across the Atlantic from London or Paris to New York right now is like six hours if the wind streams are in your favor and like we went from three hours to six hours because of this disaster and obviously the cost where the point is that we downgraded our technology which is almost always the inverse of how it goes throughout history because obviously you know innovation and you know then it Something gets innovated, and then becomes cheaper, and then available to the general public, which is how aviation started as a concept, because obviously aviation used to be, you know, for rich people only. So, I don't know, the Concorde is super interesting. If you have any interest at all, DM me on Instagram, I'll talk your ear off, or look up a documentary, there's about 100,000 of them out there about the Concorde. It really is interesting, and if you are at all excited for this LEGO set, it'll make you even more excited for this LEGO set. And I, I just, I'm so excited for this set. It, it, September, whatever that ble- rumor day was, cannot come fast enough.
0: Well, assuming it comes out a, a September 1st, which would be the also rumor date for some other big Lego Star Wars sets that are rumored. I think it was September 4th, like, actually, was the rumor. The gunship. Oh, was it September 4th? Yeah. Uh, it would be around the same time as the uh, gunship and the ghost is the two big rumors for, the, for September 1st. Um, so that, that, that be interesting, but we should move on to our next topic, which is just ca- kind of recapping, uh, May the 4th, uh, Star Wars day slash really a week of Star Wars. It seemed like this year, uh, Lego of course had their big promotional period from May 1st to May 7th. Um, it was very hectic, uh, if you were there on, at midnight, uh, on April 30th, going into May 1st, the Lego, uh, shop at home was completely down for about two hours and, I took to um, social media to see what people were saying. It was just—it was just a complete disaster. People were saying they were just uh, refreshing and refreshing, and by the time they finally got in the set they wanted was gone. I put out a survey on my YouTube community tab asking people what was May the Fourth like, Lego? Uh, what was May the Fourth uh, Lego like for you? You know, did you get all your sets? All of that. And uh, it was the results were pretty interesting. I'll go ahead and pull it up. But uh, it, what's also very interesting is that the Executor Super Star Destroyer was the very first LEGO Star Wars set to sell out. I think within the people were telling me within the first two hours uh, on May first. But you know what? A lot of people forgot is that the Executor was was available for pre order for two months. I think they, they put it up for pre-order back March 1st and, you know, it became available on May 1st. So it was available for two months for pre-order. And what that says to me is that it didn't, you know, that there was, wasn't was the case that there was that, that much demand for like two hours for it to sell it. It was the fact that people were pre-ordering it so much over the last like month or two uh, for the anticipation. And then obviously people were also buying it that night as well. And so the, the combination of the pre-order, I the pre-orders being so high and the physical stock left was, I guess, not as much as why you uh, saw it sell out so quickly. Um, But in terms of the statistics, uh, my little survey here, what people said, so um, 42% of people said perfect, got everything I wanted. 12% of people said good, got most things. 20% said meh, missed out on a set. And 26% said bad, the only set I wanted was gone. So Almost 50-50 between, like, good and bad, I would say, from this survey. Uh, So it's pretty hit or miss for you um, for May 1st with uh, all this May the 4th uh, LEGO stuff happening during the week. Um, So that was all very interesting. What do you think, Aaron?
1: So we're just going to take a quick little 180. Uh, Positive Aaron is gone. We're back to your regularly scheduled program of pessimistic Aaron who doesn't like LEGO Star Wars right now.
0: Oh no! Come on! No, come on! Yeah. We gotta be. We gotta be. We gotta I be mean, somewhat positive. If this
1: was an hour of talking about airplanes, you know, uh, you'd have all smiles for me. But unfortunately, it's not. Uh, I think that it's absolutely absurd and ridiculous that a multi-billion-dollar company as Lego has such horrific IT infrastructure that a highly anticipated and promoted event by them is incapable of supporting web traffic. I mean, I I know this isn't controversial because why is like this is basic like online e-commerce of how you should have a website that can handle the capacity that you know you will be getting also who in their right mind would pre-order a set coming out on may 4th when they know there's going to be promos on may 4th that you won't get if you pre-order it that's just something that i don't quite understand why anyone would pre-order that because you could have at least gotten the coin promo if you just bought that set also i don't understand how anybody bought that fang fighter set that thing is atrocious the tie is cool but that fang fighter is disgusting in addition to well, I the Spider even... Tank and the thing and the uh the Stump fighter, All three of those sets garbage. Hot yeah. garbage. Overpriced hot garbage. In addition to that Endor diorama. I who bought this stuff? Really? Like, why are you wasting your money? It'll be on sale on Amazon in a couple weeks. Just wait. The promo? Sure. I can understand that. But I just wait, wait. I, all right, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron.
0: Let me let me stop you for a second. Let me tell you what actually sold out, okay? There it's it's not all the sets that you're talking about. So Here's what's sold out during the the week of May the 1st, May the 4th, May 1st, May 7th. Um, so Captain Rex Helmet is out of stock. Uh, the Inquisitor Scythe is out of stock. Uh, the BD-1 is out of stock. That makes I'm sense. Sorry, I'm GF sorry, Riders I'm sorry, I'm People just purchased launched.
1: the Inquisitor Scythe at $100 retail? That is one of the most heavily yeah, but... discounted LEGO sets available. Even with the the bonus of the promos, that's not worth it. All right, all right. And then, then we got the Dagobah Jedi's
0: training uh, diorama, which uh, I'm surprised to see is also out of stock. Maybe that's just getting retired soon. I think it's, why, that's it's why it's getting it's retired. Out of stock. Um, the Razor Crest is also out of stock, the, uh, the big playset, but oh. I also imagine that. Yeah. No, 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 the
1: $140 one, um, which doesn't surprise me. Well, you know, here because in Europe. RC Cantina's on. Yeah, here in Europe, we got that nice uh discount on the Razor Crest. I'm like, y'all. So I know that I know some people yeah. who bought the Razor Crest for a very good price. Well, the UCS
0: Razor Crest. Yeah, so we're yeah. talking about the playset. Yeah. 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 Um the Mos Eisley Luke Canteen is not out of stock, but it did go on back order. Same case with the Death Star Trash Compactor. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Luke's X Wing Fighter, the the playset. X Wing is also on back order. Very interesting. Um Republic gunship, the UCS Republic gunship is also on back order. Okay, here's what really shocked me. The Boosh princess leia helmet is completely out of stock can you believe that i, I can't believe people
1: are buying the helmets that's for full retail i'm gonna be honest uh their
0: commander cody commander cody's on back order captain rex and boosh are completely sold out currently which uh, rex makes sense cody makes sense but I, I am really surprised that leia is out of stock so i i guess that was a i guess because the anticipation right right around now return of the jedi is very popular given that it's like the 40th anniversary and everything because I don't know what day in May it came out 40 years ago, but it's it's coming up. It might even have came up past when this podcast has been released. Anyhow, so there's a lot of hype around that. So that maybe that's part of the reason. And of course, the biggest out of stocks were the Executor, the Mandalorian saying fighter versus tie interceptor and the UCS X-Wing that just came out as well. The Endor speeder Chase Aaron is still currently fully available. I wonder why in order.
1: no one's paying $80 when he could just buy the the far superior uh, Super Star Destroyer for is it also this $80? I don't know. I don't understand anybody who would buy that set for full retail or 20% off even that set is so worth the figures are just trashed. I am like For what the set costs, they should have ponchos, which we'll get to later. But I think that it's just atrocious that they didn't come with ponchos and the set is as small as it is and Um, expensive as it is. I am also
0: surprised to see Emperor's Throne Room still fully available. Um, It's also expensive. uh, I I put out a, a YouTube Shorts review. That was me experimenting with Shorts on YouTube and it actually went viral. It almost has a million views now. Uh, which is crazy, and uh, it's actually technically my most popular review that I've made in the last like couple of years by view count. Um, so that that really shows that the throne room is a very interesting and popular set. So I'm surprised to see that not even on back order. Maybe Lego just made more of that set because they knew it was going to be popular, or maybe it's just not a lot of people are interested in it. Who knows? Um, it is surprising to see the UCS X wing fully out of stock. You can't even back order it. So yeah, I mean. Lego Star Wars had a... Or just Lego had a...
1: Probably very profitable week last week. For, and they can't for the invest a single think? dime of those profits into a better website, can they? They're just gonna... Yeah, I
0: I, I personally... I got. I think I didn't go on Lego.com until like 2.20 in the morning because I also put an order in. I wanted another Death Star than the one I received for review. I wanted my own sealed one. Um, so I went ahead and ordered two Fang Fighters uh, to get my promos. Because uh, I also didn't get the Death Star coin, Why would you order
1: two? Never of... mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, yeah. The...
0: Well, anyhow. No, I, um, honest, so... David, I,
1: I think lesser of you know. I, I just want you to know that. Oh my God. I, I'm oh my... sorry. It, it's, it's a good set. It's area. not. It's not. It's, not, not, it's, not, it's not a good set. It is not a good set. It's part of the set is a, a good set. set. Half of the set is a good set. The other half is trash.
0: All right, moving on to our
1: next topic. Probably Swanidion. We're gonna talk about we're yeah. gonna talk about the Bricklink Designer Program. Oh, positive Aaron's <laughs> back. Okay, well it's nice to see him back in 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 the uh, in the building.
0: Apparently, apparently, apparently we record late late in the night for Aaron. He gets a little on the grumpier
1: side. I don't think um, this is any different than good, my uh, normal uh, opinions on Lego Star Wars, David. Honestly.
0: We'll, we'll we'll see what we'll we'll see what people have to say down in the comments below. What do you guys
1: think? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure that there will be. A, I'm sure there will be a nice select few that that continually voice their opinions. So, uh right, so, so, Bricklink designer
0: program. If you guys haven't heard of this, uh, it is they had a, a a quote on test program over the last like year or two. They had like three waves, I believe. I I got a couple sets. I got like the Lego modular building. I think I also got one other, but I can't remember what I bought. The Lego store. Yeah, no, I, I bought the Lego modular store, but I think I, I'm pretty sure I bought another uh, Bricklink designer program set. Anyhow, so those were just like test sets. It was like Bricklink testing out whether this would be like a success. Lego saw that it was so successful because they sold thousands, tens of thousands actually of these. Um, basically, for those of you who don't know a Bricklink designer program, they take Lego ideas submission prog- uh, prod- uh, projects that failed that didn't meet, like didn't go to production and they gave those sets that weren't intellectual property-related, a.k.a. Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, blah, 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 um, weren't related with an IP. They give them a second chance on the BrickLink designer program to be made into a set. And it was extremely successful. They sold lots of sets, lots of different people we were very happy. Um, the sets are almost like getting a real Lego set. The only difference is that when you open the set, you know you have numbered bags and everything, but you don't have instructions. You have to use digital instructions. That was the one Big gripe, honestly, in my opinion, about the Bricklink Designer program sets. But LEGO's announced that they are going to make the the program like a full thing now. It's going to just permanently stay a thing. They're, they're going to fully invest into it. Um, and so it's not actually going to return until next year, 2024. So uh, about eight months from now, we'll have the, the February. February series is what they're calling it. Yeah, February 2024. Um, so they'll have the series one is what they're calling it of the, you know, final new program. I know it's, it, I honestly, I think the naming is very confusing, but whatever.
1: Anyhow, so I it's think that, returning. And so, yeah, go, go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. I just wanted to, I mean, I think that it, it, it's overall, this is a, a good thing, a, a force for good. I think that as somebody who has purchased a lot, I think I've, with the exception of like three or four of the sets, I own all of them. I haven't had a chance to build any because I just. Honestly, I don't have the space because of how big some of these are. But I, 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 know I want them in the future, and they are ridiculous on the aftermarket. But I, I think that this is just going to be good, and I, I hope that if they narrow the pricing down or that they get the pricing to a better, a more comfortable level, because they they went too cheap and then they went too expensive, and they haven't hit that like perfect sweet spot yet. I don't think. Obviously, I know that the market is like adults on this, so there's a good chance they're going to just stay at the too expensive mark, which. I guess it's fair, it's a specialty Lego set, in quotes. But I think regardless, these sets are gonna sell really well. And I, I just wanted to quickly um give the name of the finalists which and I have some quick opinion on, on them. So they have the the general store, which is a western themed building. I mean, you know, imagine like a, a Red Dead Redemption 2 like, type of building, I guess. Very cool looking, has horses, a horse-drawn carriage, sand blue building. The next is the mountain fortress, which really reminds me of the like the precursor to the precursor. So for those of you who don't know, before the AFOL Designer Program test phase, which was the last three years, they had the 2019 Fall Designer Program, which was a right before LEGO purchased Brick Lake Designer Program. So it was all a little bit more different. Where They came out with the Löwenstein Castle, which looks very similar to this one, so that's also very exciting. It's like a winter-themed castle. There's an old train engine shed. You can really see what audience they're targeting with these sets because, you know, we got a castle, a train, and a western, so already we can see, yeah. we can see the market, <laughs> right? Old train shed looks oh like it'll God. go great with the old train station from the last wave, which I'm glad I picked up. There's the Parisian street, which I would just count as like a double long modular, but like half as thick. So like they cut a modular in half, like the pet shop, I'd say kind of about a uh, very cool looking, you know, dark blue roof, tan build, tan like a, uh, buildings looks absolutely amazing too. And then the snack shack, which I mean, it's not bad. It looks great for what it is, but it's underwhelming comparatively to the best. I mean, it's like a $20 set compared to like $300 sets. So obviously it's a it's different, but these sets all look great in my opinion. I think there's really no flaws with them. Most of the time with fan design sets that are strictly fan design sets, because I think unlike Lego Ideas, these don't go through as vigorous of an editing phase. It's really, you're basically guaranteed to get like a really good set that is just something that A-Fall for sure would like. And even kids would like these too, but I think this is just going to be great to see yeah. what comes out of this program in the future, because uh, it looks exciting.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, for me, the Parisian Street looks really good. I think that's going to be the first one to sell out. So of the five sets that Aaron just named off that are officially finalists, they'll be available for pre-order again eight months from now in February of 24. Um, the way this will work is they, they have to be crowdfunded like Kickstarter or Indiegogo where you they have to meet a threshold in order to be produced. Honestly all of these sets are going to meet the threshold. They're all good picks. So they're all going to meet the threshold of they I think Lego says 3000 pre-orders and then they're all limited to 20,000. So once it hits 20,000 pre-orders you will not be able to get it after that.
1: Did Lego say if there's going to be only like 4 of them go through or all 5 can go through? Cuz I know that they've historically only had 5 sets all, go through. All
0: 5. So if if all 5 meet the 3000 plus pre-orders they'll be made it, okay. it's not like in previously we're only certain it was like a first right come, so like, just to i give know what you're talking about in the previous and the previous per uh, you go ahead and explain it sorry yeah
1: yeah so i mean the the previous the first wave i still remember that i was on a uh, discord call with a bunch of my friends uh some other bricklink sellers when i when i still sold on bricklink and we were all waiting in anticipation for this release because this was the first wave that had like the castle in the forest and the fishing boat which are like were two very highly anticipated ones and also i just want to say uh quick side tangent i think you're wrong with the parisian restaurant i'm pretty sure that the first to sell out will be the castle um and then the train set because i mean castle and train that th- those are the two a fall you know uh achilles heels th- those are gone you know those those will be sold out very quickly because the castle ones always go no questions asked but I remember sitting there with my friends, watching the pre-order go live, and the first time, they, the second time, I'm sorry, not not the 2019, but the first 2021 one, I think it was 2021, it was such an odd system, because they had eight sets in total, I want to say, but only five were allowed to go through, which is really odd, but in any case, it had to reach 5,000 pre-orders uh, in order to get crowdfunding to succeed. The castle in the forest reached 5,000 pre-orders in less than an hour, I think. And that, that, and then it sold out entirely, like less than two hours later, I believe. And that's like people paying the two hundred and fifty dollars price tag then and there to receive a set like eight months later. So that should tell you already. Well, that... Fun fact. Yeah, go ahead. Fun
0: fact, Aaron is uh, there was a glitch going on that day when they were doing the initial pre-orders for that uh, for the Castle in the Forest and. The glitch was that people could order twice or something like that, and so they ended up actually selling ten thousand
1: pre-orders. That's not why 5, they changed 000. the quantity. Actually, you were originally allowed to buy five of each set. That was like a allowed quantity it was five of each set, which now that you think back to it is kind of insane because of how expensive these sets are becoming on the aftermarket instantaneously. But yeah, I, I remember sitting there with my friends and, and frantically trying to order them because they also allocated a certain number of pre-order sets to regions. Which to me is just super odd considering they're all going to come from the same warehouse. So for example, Europe was its contained region. North America and South America I think were their own region. And then Oceania and Asia were their own regions. Or Oceania with Asia. And so like, for example, the Castle in the is sold out right away in Europe. But it was available in Oceania and Asia for like in the next 6-7 hours. Because there was way more than the demand required there. Because, I mean, just a factual statement is that there's less LEGO fans in Asia than there is in Europe purely like that's just true. And so I think they stopped doing the regional divide because yeah. they also only shipped yeah, to certain they did, countries. They did stop that. Yeah, because they also yeah, didn't they, ship they stopped doing that. They didn't ship to a bunch of countries. Which was just also uh-huh. baffling. But yeah. They they've definitely I think they've they've gotten the training wheels off and are ready to go full swing into this. And I'm I'm very excited for that. I really am. Yeah. So
0: um I actually uh I attended a um uh a call with the BrickLink uh, fan engagement person uh, who worked for LEGO. Uh, She had a lot of stats to kind of give me uh, along with other um, ambassadors as well. And so I have some interesting information about this newest BrickLink designer program, this first series that will be coming out next year. Um, So the way this worked is they were not LEGO IDEAS submissions. It was anybody could submit a LEGO set this time. Um, LEGO IDEAS are not, and so... In total, there's 375 submissions out of 307 designers, and then fun fact: there was 57 designers of the 307 designers who submitted. 57 of them were Bricklink sellers. I don't know if that's an interesting fact, um, but in terms of voting, so you had to the way this worked is there was 375 sets that you could vote on on the Bricklink site for what got uh, to where the finalists are today. And uh, there was 2.1 million votes. That's crazy. That should show Two the uh, the
1: reach of this project, and also why Lego is definitely investing more into selling to adults. Because that is, just I mean, all of those people that voted technically had to be adults because you can't be under eighteen on BrickLink. So that that's just insane. I mean, obviously, I don't think it was 2.1 million people, but still, at least a couple hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm also okay. So just a little add some some facts is the snack shack will have 548 parts we don't have pricing right now for these sets that'll come when the sets go on pre-order in february next i'm guessing year. that one will be like um, 60 so bucks sna- yeah snack shack will is 548 parts three stickers uh general store is 1848 parts three stickers probably like 150 uh old old train engine shed is 2298 parts and 10 stickers um, Parisian Street is three thousand four hundred sixty-five parts. That'll and probably 16 be like stickers, four
1: fifty, which is painful.
0: And then, lastly, we have, of course, Aaron's. He thinks this is what's going to sell out first. The Mount Mountain Fortress at a whopping three thousand nine hundred eighty-six pieces. That'll Almost be four thousand pieces.
1: That'll probably be like yeah, four there is no stickers in that set. I think up to this point, the so. most expensive designer programs that we've had is the Old Stud Trading Station, which was, I, I that would thing want was to mass. say.
0: I was so, I was, Aaron, I was so close to buying that. I had it in the cart. I'm so, so happy I, I did. I, I think it was, it, it was in the same lot as the the modular building. I was like, ah. Uh, and at the time, I didn't think that these Bricklink sets would be really worth too, too much after. But obviously, they skyrocketed triple their price after um, sealed in box, which is just crazy. Anyhow, uh, I had that. And I think I think it was like the modular building being built by a crane. I don't remember what the name was. Uh, I also was considering that one. And I was just like, ah, I don't need to spend like anything. I think in my cart with the three of them, it was going to be like 8 900 dollars and it's like I don't I don't need to spend this on these like these aren't necessary for me to have um and I should have just bought them just for purely having them because you know now it would cost two thousand dollars to get those sets which is just insane yeah the
1: resale value in these is insane I'm interested to see if that's gonna stay true with the upcoming ones I'm guessing it will. It well, seems they're to be they're, a they're still limited.
0: So, so previously, Bricklink designer programs sets were made in and units. They'd only make ten thousand of each. Now they're bumping the five sets that I just named off. They're bumping up that to twenty thousand. Uh, so it's double than the previous. They also limited quantity to two per person. Which honestly, I'm going to buy two. Um, I don't know which five I'm going to buy of the five that have been. I'm probably only going to buy maybe the. Probably the Parisian street and the and the castle. I think that it is safe but,
1: to say that every one of these sets will be more, worth more than what they're worth now, just because... Because, because they're limited, exactly. it will automatically make them valuable. And also because of the um, the location of the purchase is also, like, obscure. So it's right. definitely... I, I think that if you have the financial ability and you're interested in, like, possibly selling one down the road, I would just get two of them right away because they, there is... Yeah, I'm not going to guarantee it, but like 99% chances will go up in value almost right away.
0: Yeah, and, and if you're not paying attention in February next year, it's so easy to miss the pre-order date. And then like if, if you're just not paying attention, you're not on the website, maybe you're traveling, uh, maybe you're in Iceland, which is what I want to do next year. Uh, you're traveling and you miss the date, then then you're out of luck because even though they're making 20000 of each of these sets, I guarantee you they're going to sell it the first day. They're going to get the $20,000 pre orders immediately. Um, I don't know how many hours it'll take, but it'll certainly probably sell out within the first day, all five of them guaranteed. And so, you know, and and that's kind of what drives up the crazy aftermarket prices. Cause if you aren't paying attention and you, you, you missed the date, then you, your only choice is to buy it through aftermarket, whether that's through Bricklink itself, which is really funny. Um, and then, or like eBay or, you know, it is actually hilarious when you,
1: when you think about the, uh. The way it goes, it's funny that you can
0: sell them again on a Bricklink after you buy it's it. It's funny because obviously, just...
1: if you don't know Bricklink, to be a seller in Bricklink, you have to pay Bricklink a three percent, three percent of every uh sale minus shipping costs and tax, like whatever. Tax Which is, is very low, by the way. It, that is, incredibly that is low. low. I mean, eBay is like twelve percent and whatnot. It's ten percent. So it is in what Macari is like ten percent as well. So it's definitely like beyond competitive. It's like uh, competition squashing. But it's funny because. Lego's gonna make pure profit on these instantaneously. They're gonna make their you know two, three, four hundred dollars. Then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take an, a, a stab in the dark here and say about half of them are gonna be put onto Bricklink and most presumably sold on Bricklink. I'd say probably not a half, but I'd say probably a quarter of them will sell on Bricklink because there's plenty that'll be listed but not sell because obviously if you're asking like a thousand dollars, no one's gonna pay that stupid price. But a quarter of them will sell, and then Lego will then again receive three percent on the same exact set again. Which is also funny because I don't know if a lot of people... Quick little tangent here. A lot of sellers on BrickLink buy from other BrickLink sellers that are cheaper than them and then relist the item into their store to then sell it additionally. And I've seen it actually where one seller bought from one seller, listed it. Another seller bought from that seller, listed it. And then another seller bought from that seller and listed it. So LEGO has now made money on this single piece five times. The initial set, the first sale, second sale, third sale, fourth sale. And that's just like... Yeah. That's crazy! It, it's absolutely oh insane. That Lego. Wow. I mean, obviously it's an, it's it's only three percent, but three percent adds up. Obviously, when you're making millions in sales a day, which I'm pretty sure Bricklink is, and it's like outstanding move from Lego just buy up the secondhand market because, and also the data analytics they get, I'm sure, is outstanding as well. But because that's an example that I've seen personally, I'm sure it's, it's happened way more than what I've just said because there it, there's so much buying on Bricklink that's done by other sellers who are going to then sell in their store and it it's wild to think about cuz every time a piece sells lego makes another 3% cuz every piece has come from lego at some point Off oh, i think in it, the i think yeah. in the
0: future we could probably have like a good discussion about bricklink bricklink in itself could be an entire podcast episode talking about its history where it's at today and all that but um i think that actually we do you need great, to move yeah. on to our next topic aaron okay do you need to move on to our next topic sir so our next topic is Lego today, as, as at least for recording. It probably it has been a few days when you're listening to this. Um, but Lego announced the Ninjago City Market set, which is its follow-up to its large Ninjago modular sets. They've made three four. in the past, and this will be the fourth one. This will be the fourth one. Yes, fourth yes one, you're right. Yeah, I thought you were saying um, they would
1: four now, but yes. I,
0: I, and I have, I have the original one, or the original Ninjago City. I don't remember what it was called um Ninjago i didn't city. get the the one yeah i didn't get the one after that the docks one and then i got the the one that's still on shelves today i don't know what that's called Ninja think city, it's like city garden or yeah. something yeah so this is called city markets and um yeah it, it reminds me of the docks set because it's it's wider it really, it, it really does uh, look it,
1: like it, the docks set it does it's insane yeah
0: it is it's it's kind of funny how leg like, is doing this but um i so a lot of people are saying there's a lot of blank space but when you really start to look at it, it it's pretty awesome there's a lot happening in this set I love it and it's a whopping 6,163 pieces 6,000 pieces that is very big that is that is bigger than the Hogwarts castle that's bigger than most Lego sets so this is the biggest Ninjago set ever made uh, which is why I'm bringing it up on top of that it has a very competitive price at $370 6,000 pieces less than 400 bucks i think this not is the bad. best
1: price per piece set we've received in a very long time i i can't yeah, think of is, a better and then one on
0: top on on, Jerry, on top 21 minifigures it's insane. One of which
1: is completely exclusive to the set yeah this set is exciting I, I i'm not a huge ninjago fan when i was a kid and what i mean what i mean my kid is like when ninjago first started which is really painful to say i'm going to be honest but when Ninjago first started I liked it I got some of this the first wave sets and all that but then after that I just kind of went full full in on Star Wars which I don't regret it at all but these sets really are like the cream of the crop of what Ninjago has to offer uh I, I was fortunate enough to find the docks actually in, in 2022 at a store for retail and that was a, actually less than retail and that was an easy decision to make and that's what got me into these sets now so luckily I already have the city as well so I have the city and the docks waiting I'm going to get this one, and I'm also going to pick up gardens before it retires. And I'm just so excited to see people have these on their layouts of, you know, all four sets together. It's going to look as good as, like, a there's, modular layout. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's There's a picture on
0: lego.com uh, that you can look up. And Lego shows—it's a lifestyle image of uh, the set, like, in person, like an actual room. And it shows the city gardens connected to the new city market. The combination—if you have city gardens, you have to get this, in my opinion, to get the city, city market, because it looks— the combination is incredible looking. And then it's actually perfect that if you have the original Ninjago City, you can put it on the other side, and I think that'll be like one of the best layouts. I think if you have the, um, the City Dock set, the one I don't uh, have um, that came out a few years ago, I don't think that one honestly would look as good with this setup. But if you happen to have the first and third Ninjago City... Uh, then getting the market will be like that perfect piece to kind of connect the two sections because it looks so cool the highlight for me is absolutely the cable car in the middle it's a functioning cable it's so car cool which looking if you've ever wait a minute, been wait to a like minute. Asian, I thought, what I thought the highlight Why for I, you
1: was the toilet no, no, no,
0: I haven't I haven't I, I I haven't gotten to it but the oh. cable car is the main attraction in this set okay it's, yeah for it's normal actually people. I, okay fun fact is like I've growing up I loved watching engineering shows on like Discover and in, and um, in, uh, Science Channel and stuff like that, and uh, I'd always watch engineering shows, and they'd always show like Hong Kong and all these uh, Asian countries building these cable cars as transportation for people. Um, and I always wish we had more of that in the U.S. And that's just the only time you see cable cars, really, if you're in you like, would love the mountainous the areas oh yeah i'm sure i would um but anyhow so i I always find cable cars to be very fascinating and i think that's a great idea to make that the kind of the central central focal point Uh, especially for an asian inspired set like this This is just perfect um and then the colors just lego noxy sets out it just looks great piece counts great minifigures great just all around great I, i people complaining that there's empty space in the middle obviously you know Everybody has their own opinion, but personally, I think this is going to look good. I think on its own, it does look a little strange. I'll, I'll give you that. But when you connect it into the city gardens, which I assume most people who are going to buy this set has the city gardens or at least plan on getting that with this. I think that combination is going to just be perfect. However, there is there today. Today is a special day. Aaron. Today is
1: a very special day. You know, you you know, you want to know why you get to show your age? What? Why? Nothing. No, no. I continue. No, nothing. Why? Why is it a special day, David? There is a there is a very unique,
0: unique feature in this new city market, and, and that is, this is the first ever made from the Lego group, everybody, a working toilet. That's right. The city market has a working toilet where I am not joking that it has a handle. It's on the back of the box. You can look at it on Lego.com. There is a handle and a toilet where you can put, and it even shows, put a brown Lego stud into said toilet, flush the handle like a real toilet, and that brown Lego piece will go out into the water, into the sewage area. And I I am, I am, think that is one of the greatest features we've ever seen in a Lego stud. Those, those Aaron, hygiene
1: practices don't seem too, uh, too good, and I really feel like if that's going to be a cost, they should really recolor the water that the translab Blue probably doesn't seem <laughs> too accurate in that sense. Uh, I think that you are, and I, I David, I say this with all the love in my heart, you are way too excited for that toilet, man. Way too excited. You, you've talked about this a lot today. You are way too excited for that to- I'm glad you're excited, and you know what? It's cool. I'm very excited. But you're a little too excited, man. It, it, it's it, a little bit too excited. Just a tad. I,
0: I think it's the right amount of excitement because I, you know, as a kid, I remember the Lego City sets. So you'd get a toilet every now and again, especially in the porta potty. And I was just like, dang, this thing doesn't work. All right. I, it finally works, man. Childhood David finally gets his Lego working toilet. Like, so maybe this is a If YouTube doesn't come work true. out,
1: just become a plumber. Yeah, a Lego plumber. Exactly. You, you seem to have an interest in these things. But I, I think that. Oh, my gosh. My opinions on the set are, like I said earlier, great set all around. Fantastic. It doesn't look great with the other ones. I'm. I think that if Lego were to retire in Ninjago and just keep making these every few years, that'd be perfectly fine. But yeah, I, I doubt agree, that's going to yeah. be the case. I think Ninjago is so, a dead horse uh, they keep beating. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, 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 today
0: is also the announcement of City Market's also announcement that they're revitalizing Ninjago with a whole new like, story and a whole new wave of sets called, um, what is it, Rising? Dragons Rising is what it's called. No, not going to lie, the Dragon sets, the standalone sets are actually pretty good looking. Um, So if you're into Ninjago, it's a great time. They seem to, LEGO seems to be, again, putting their best efforts, the same designers that I'm sure work on Monkey Kid. Monkey Kid are also working on this new wave of Ninjago sets because they look just as well designed as the Monkey Kid sets do. So great stuff. Um, We should move on to our next topic, which is... Okay, so... There's obviously speculation that we're going to get a UCS Venator later this year, which is extremely exciting if it's true. Uh, and then it's also become another discussion, and this has already been an ongoing discussion since the 501st Battle Pack came out this year, and actually it goes all the way back to last year with the Republic Fighter Tank, which is clone troopers no longer have uh, physical waste caves with a cloth piece, or, or just really any cape to be said on a clone trooper, no pauldron. Uh, and no Wastecape, uh, which is what we used to get with Clone Troopers most throughout the 2010 era, prior to the the, the molded Pauldron and Wastecape with the 2008 to 2010 Clone War sets. So Lego went ahead and has decided to print the Wastecape as well. I mean, we haven't really gotten a Clone Trooper with a Pauldron, but that'll be interesting to see. I guess we did get a Stormtrooper with a Pauldron, so they're still willing to do that. And the um. I mean oh, technically the the, the, Imperial first, mar- the Marauder had a had a pauldron with the Star Trek. I guess they're trooper trooper still willing to make
1: a pauldron. Has a pauldron technically, the bio First Harry Trooper, but it's a more complex style one, so I doubt they're gonna ever make one. But Right. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, I just wanna give everyone a little quick little preface that you, you you've come back to not happy Aaron or or not not positive Aaron in this regard. I think that it's just horrible. Okay, that's obviously really, it's Lego Star Wars. Nothing's horrible, but like it's a bad decision overall. I think that the, the commas, uh, as they are called in Star Wars, is just like such a beautiful addition to a Lego Clone Trooper figure, or even a Lego figure in general. Like what wooden ninjago's done with some commas is absolutely insane. Uh, or like Shiroots comma from uh, Rogue One really adds a lot to that character. And I think that having the printed waist is just bad. I think it looks bad all around. I think the Airborne being the last clone who got a comma on is just sad. And it's like, that figure looks so good and you compare it to the, the, the uh, 80s, 81st? What is, what is the purple ones called? Whatever, the, the purple Mace Windu clones, they have the printer comma, and then the Power for stabby clones with the printer comma, and inevitably the alleged and rumored, there's absolutely no confirmation of this yet, um... You know, I UCS to, I'm honestly pessimistic about it myself if it's going to come with Captain Rex. But it is rumored to have Captain Rex. I, I doubt they put him behind it such a large paywall. And even even so, I don't get how that figure would really fit in there. But in any case, the rumored Captain Rex, which I'll just go on the assumption that it is, I don't think it's going to have a waist cape. I think it's going to be printed. And I think even, sadly, the pauldron's is going to be printed. Which is also going to really suck because even if this figure comes in in a hypothetical $600 set, it's going to do little to nothing to affect the value of the old Captain Rex. Because the print on the helmet will be the new style print, which I think that is, it's generally agreed upon as inferior to the uh, 2013 style. And it won't have the pauldron, which I think, no, I know, the pauldron is the single most expensive piece on Captain Rex, is his pauldron. So the lack of a pauldron is just going to be making that figure, the old one, probably more expensive. So, uh, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Um,
0: And then I also just want to touch that, you know, Lego's printing waistcapes. Um, You know, that was kind of my main point here. And so the question is, will Lego print a waistcape on a minifigure that comes in a $650 set? This has been a a question I've seen a lot of people talking about in the last couple of weeks uh, because of this rumored UCS vendor. And again, assuming Rex comes in this $600 plus set, you know, will he come with a waist cape? And I, I think I think it's fair to say that given the target audience of who's going to buy this set, the type of fan who's going to buy a UCS Vintager, I, I imagine they would want the most premium-esque Captain Rex that Lego could make. And obviously, Lego has shown in the past, even going back to just 2020 in General Grievous Starfighter with that airborne clone trooper, that they're willing to make troopers with waist capes.
1: I think using um, the defense... And, and so th- of UCS sets is kind of poor because if you take a look at the the last prequels UCS set which I know is like a sore subject they didn't do a great job with the figures so which I just really... makes it even
0: more which makes the pressure on a UCS Venator that much higher is the uh, fan expectations especially on minifigure front is just off the charts That it that it has to be done right in every
1: possible way I imagine right I'm keeping my figure expectations at the, at the rock bottom for the seven. I'm going to keep it honest with you. I'm not expecting Lego to pull off anything amazing. If they do, I'll be pleasantly surprised. If they don't, I will be. I'll be exactly where I am right now, disappointed and excited for a Lego airplane. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I think I think it'll be very interesting.
0: I, I know I. Know. I don't think I'm not going to buy, th- I, I I will buy the Venator no matter what Captain Rex ends up looking like waist cape or pauldron printed or, or or physically made out of fabric. Like that's just not a, I'm more excited for the Venator returning than potentially Captain Rex returning um, because we've already gotten a phase two Captain Rex in the past. I would agree I'll with be that. excited to get Rex again. Uh, yeah. I'll be excited to get Rex though because the previous Rex, the 2013 version, never could have an antenna, which was just silly to me. Um, so that always bothered me. It doesn't look bad, but Rex always has an antenna with this, like any version, phase one, phase two, Rex always had his antenna on the helmet. So it was always off putting to me. Um, the figure, the 2013 figure is still good in my opinion. Uh, but that was always one big issue for me personally. I, would be more bothered if, Le- if Lego like omitted the antenna on the helmet or the double hole or whatever, not allowing an antenna on the helmet, that would upset me more than the Wayscape situation. Because the reason being is that you can easily take another waist and put it on top of a printed waist area because of how Lego prints it. So it's easy to fix that remedy, which first off, you shouldn't have to do that. Um, and second off, you know, that, that again, the priority for me is the intent on the helmet. But I, I, I personally, I want to see a waist on Rex. I know this is such a little detail, but I, I do realize that people out there care about these things, and you know, it really. I think if they, if Lego decides to print the waste cape on Rex, I, I think that just goes to show that Lego is very committed to not putting capes on Clone Troopers, at least waste capes on Clone Troopers. I mean, what do you think, Aaron? If if that's the case,
1: so I think that I don't know. Again, like I said earlier, I really hope Rex isn't in the set. Honestly, I hope that he's not priced the paywalled behind the six hundred R hypothetical set. That'd just be horrible for everybody, but I think that they're not going to. I I I really have no faith and confidence in them at all. I think that they're going to completely just print the 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 comma. Maybe they'll give a pauldron, but I guess I'm pretty sure they'll just print the pauldron too. And it, that's so s- disappointing to say because Rex is really defined by this like his unique attributes, which are like you know his helmet is welded together of like a phase one and a phase two helmet mixed together, and his he has always the comma and always the pauldron. And it's it's relevant in the antenna, antenna, yes, and it's very iconic to his character. Obviously, there's plenty of other clones who look similar, obviously, but I still think that obvious with I said obviously like seven times in the last second with the blue and the and the white. uh, Oh my gosh, he's it's Rex. You know what Rex looks like from his identifiable features, and it, it sucks that there's a possibility even of it not happening. And you know if this was back in 2015. We wouldn't be doubting it for a second that he'd have a, a pauldron and a waist cape because that was like commonplace. And now the fact that Lego is just reducing the amount of cloths in Star Wars sets in general, and the Endor diorama is an extremely good example that's really gonna, you know, uh, help me prove my point Ooh, here. Oh, I fer- I forgot about that. That is a good point that they that is the an cloth adult an targeted diorama. set, targeted at adults, explicitly Ooh. at adults. And what does it not have? Capes. And it has capes that already yep. exist in Lego's molds or designs or whatever. So the fact that there's no capes in that really seals it for me, for me, for me, that there's not going to be any Catherine Rex, or I I didn't even think about that, Aaron. That's a good point. I, I, I know that it's going to be, oh, Aaron's pessimistic and about everything, which sure, you're not wrong, but it, it doesn't look likely. And that sucks because you know what? I, I, I find myself falling out of love with this theme and this is not helping. Anyhow,
0: I, (laughs) <laughs> on a brighter note,
1: again, ho- on a brighter note, hopefully we'll we'll end up getting
0: a UCS vendor. Hopefully that'll look good. I you know I got my fingers crossed. Is it, the rumor is Captain Rex and Admiral y- Yularen are supposed to be the two figures that we get in the set. Both of which I would be very excited about. Uh, we could get other figures, obviously like Anakin, Obi Wan. Honestly, there's a billion figures you could put with a vendor. Um, so we'll just we'll just end up seeing if this all comes true, but. I mean, just in general, I understood why LEGO, uh, especially for the Republic fighter tank and the 501st battle bag, those are the only two sets currently on shelves that have clone troopers that needed wastecapes and that LEGO decided to print. Um, And both of those sets are $40 and $20. Those are cheap sets. And so, again, the bigger point, and this will also reign true for whether the, potential gunship that's supposed to come later this year it's also rumored uh, we'll get another republic gunship and and said gunship is supposed to be uh the coruscant version of the gunship and it's supposed to rumored to be have uh, it's rumored to have uh commander fox in it and so it'll be also very interesting to see i think i think the price is supposed to be like 140 160 dollars whether Fox will have a Wayscape or not as well. Um, that'll be very interesting to see Fox and and potentially Rex around the same time getting released, those two sets getting released, whether one has a Wayscape, one doesn't, or both
1: don't, or both do. I don't know, there's just lots of speculation. I think that it, the Endor set, before the Endor set got revealed, um, I still had a held out hope that if there was going to be another clone of the comma in the future, because at that point, I don't think any of these rumors were out yet before the set came out, that there would be commas again, and since the indoor set has came out, and you know I, I've seen how committed they are to just printing it, I I don't have faith. And honestly, I would want I want to quickly ask you about: Do you think that the reason that they're printing all of this, like I, this, going to be conspiracy theory? Because obviously, the real reason is because kids will destroy the comma. But do you think the reason they're doing this is because all over all these years? people kept complaining there wasn't enough printing on the pieces because they always had to do stickers. And so Lego just interpreted the capes and the stickers as interchangeably the same thing. So they removed the thing you have to add and just put it all in the figure printed. And they're like, well, it's what you wanted, right? You know what I mean? I guess, but like... I mean, this I is what we know,
0: wanted. No, Lego knows that fans care about details on minifigures and getting as much dual-molded legs and, and arm printing as, as, as fans could want. They know that fans care about that stuff. I've talked to the lead LEGO Star Wars the graphic designer when I was in Denmark last year. His name's Matty. He's the one who heads up all these LEGO Star Wars minifigures, and among my discussions with him, he definitely cares about every little minute detail on the minifigures. Like It goes through him as well as the other people uh, approving these LEGO Star Wars sets, so I know that he knows fans care about this stuff. And he's the one making them. So I, I
1: don't think so, Aaron. Like I said, your that was conspiracy question. theory Aaron, is what I'd say that is. Which would be kind of, I mean, obviously that's not really a realistic, really, realistic uh, thought process, I suppose. But I, 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 I'm I not confident. I don't know, Faith. I'm excited for the Venator build if it's real. Just as the Venator, like you said, I'm excited to just have that. So we'll see. I guess literally time will tell.
0: Time will tell. All right. So our last topic and we'll try to wrap up pretty quickly is Ant, uh, <laughs> Anthony, Aaron. <laughs> I was glad you Anthony. Uh, I don't know why I, I, I was thinking about Blaine and Anthony. Yeah. Uh, they, Cause Empire, we were talking about like, them earlier. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. A- anyhow, me,
0: um, our, our last topic is Aaron. Right. What so I just it?
1: wanted to quickly get your opinion uh, on a, this will be relatively fast because uh, I'll cut it down, save the rest for later. But, uh, do you know what reproduction things are, and not reproduction like fake Lego, but like reproduction
0: prints and stuff? Yeah, so it, it's literally almost like custom Lego minifigures, except the only difference is that they're literally mimicking the exact Lego design, I'm trying to make it look almost exactly like the original figure. But the difference with a custom minifigure is it's a new design, but both are both replicated figures and custom Lego minifigures are. Uh, u- utilizing genuine Lego parts, regardless. But the difference is that they're trying to replicate the design of the original Lego figure,
1: right? Right, yeah, and so that's what I just wanted to... Because a couple months back, I was talking to somebody, and I, I also saw on Instagram, I think, I, I don't remember from which, which customizer it was, but I think somebody was producing a, a Cloud City Boba Fett, the uh, Jez and a four-figure, on old dark gray parts with the like the green Boba Fett helmet, obviously. And the print looked like scarily accurate, I couldn't tell what type of print it was because i think lego uses pad printing right yep yeah so i, I if it was pad printing and in the, in the design like it looked eerily similar if lego if they use pad printing instead of like uv printing uh which uh, if you don't know the difference you can feel like you can like physically feel the lines on uv printing so you can it's defined uh that just seems worrisome for the for the resale market because i feel like if they start, if people, companies, or just people in general with bad intentions, I guess, started doing this with, like, other hard-to-find desirable figures, What what's the the stop to, like, just flooding the market? If you have any thoughts about this or anybody in the comments has thoughts about this, I, I just thought it'd be interesting to, to quickly discuss that.
0: Yeah, so first off, so I have a background in custom Lego like minifigures, so I, I can comment pretty heavily on this. Uh, first off, it, it is very hard, especially let's specifically narrow in on Cloud City Boba Fett because that, that is a figure that, you know, someone would want to make fakes of. Fakes meaning that still so it's real Lego, but they're, you know, uh, uh, making the figure again, basically, and, and not the original version that came in the set. Um, I could see someone making Cloud City Boba because I think he goes for a, a stupid price of like $1,500 to 2000 now, which is just insane I mean, so, yeah, sure. that that, would, that's a different issue but yeah yeah that is a different issue but let, let's say okay someone wants to make a, a fake boba fett that this is in this is technically a pretty easy figure to to kind of remake because all you have to really do is get your hands on the other regular boba fett many figures that came out around the same time without the leg printing without the arm printing and you can just print those legs and arms with the exact same pattern and, and pretty much just call it a Cloud City Boba Fett. And unless you know the size differences of the print, it is pretty hard to distinguish the two like you you were just saying. Um, and, and so that's what makes it hard uh, or makes it easy, excuse me, uh, to do. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, Cloud City Boba Fett's kind of tricky because it's using the old gray color, I believe, right? Not light bluish gray. Yeah. I wasn't using old- light bluish gray. I, I, I'm pretty certain it's old gray. Because you can't get those parts blank anymore. It's impossible to find those blank unless you're getting the old Boba Fetts that are in really good condition. That's that's really the only way you're going to do it is if you get just really good condition other regular Boba Fetts and convert those into into Cloud City Boba Fetts. That could be the only way. But in terms of other replica minifigures, um, I feel like it's more common to see Chinese knockoff figures than it is to see genuine Lego replica minifigures. And when I say genuine Lego, I'm saying like the parts are genuine Lego with custom printing that's supposed to be a
1: replica of the minifigure. Hopefully, this is not confusing everybody too much. Yeah. I think that mainly what I wanted to talk about this with this is like if somebody, I don't know, I, I just feel like it, it's obviously not necessarily a guaranteed. I don't, I don't think this can happen because I think any customizer who has made a custom version of Cloud City Wolfette has made sure to like watermark the inside of the leg hole so there is no way to exchange it, which I think is a good first step. But, you know, if there's somebody who doesn't do that, it just seems like a slippery slope, I guess. And, and this is, like, not a, yeah, because a topic to go in-depth on, but yeah.
0: If you're going out of your way to make, you
1: know, quote-unquote fake Cloud
0: City Bobo's, uh, Boba Fett minifigures, even though you're making them almost like the real thing and you're trying to sell them for, I don't know, three, dollars or $500, you're not disclosing that they're replicas or whatever it might be then obviously that's terrible and you shouldn't be doing that i, I, I mean, personally yeah, i don't think yeah. anybody should make a re- at the end of the day aaron my opinion on this is like people shouldn't make replica minifigures and people shouldn't buy replica minifigures
1: that's what i was trying to get as like i just wanted your whole overall opinion because I, I i fully agree as well i think it's fine to buy like i don't i don't support i don't support this i wouldn't yeah.
0: personally buy a uh, I, I have I don't even own a Cloud City Boba Fett. I wouldn't spend the two thousand dollars to buy the real thing and I wouldn't spend three hundred dollars to buy the replica. I if just wouldn't about,
1: buy either. Can you think about how many like pieces you could buy with two grand versus one figure? Like it's just stupid. Like that's I set could get, let's see. like it's I could get
0: three UCS vendors for less than a Cloud City Boba Fett.
1: Yeah. Assuming
0: that, it's real at six hundred and fifty bucks.
1: Yeah. It's just stupid. I don't know. I, I think that I just wanted to get your quick opinion on that because we haven't really spoken about that privately, but reproduction figures is what I'm calling them. It just seems like a slippery slope and it kind of goes into more what I've observed lately is just like our hobby getting kind of, I don't know. Obviously, Lego has always been monetized, uh, but I guess juiced or uh, like uh, milked is what I'd say Lego is. I, I personally know Lego is getting kind of milked to an extent, which it, it's mm-hmm. a topic for a different episode because we are a little bit past our one-hour mark, so I think uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, if you have any comments or thoughts about these figures, be sure to leave them down below. I'd love to really uh, read and possibly engage on those. If you've caught us on anything we said in the uh, the podcast, be sure to also leave those down below, because, Aaron, you know, Aaron, we love engagement. What's up? Guess what? What? I didn't tell you I
0: was going to talk about this, but I just want to say that Final Cut Pro is finally coming to the iPad.
1: I want to ha- I don't sound excited for you, but I have no idea what anything you just said to me means. It, it is such as a video
0: editor, as someone who runs a YouTube channel and, and does videography professionally, it has been a dream of mine to have Final Cut Pro on the iPad. It's Apple's own editing software, and that, that was announced today, and I could not be more happy.
1: Well, I'm in a uh, great
0: mood is what I'm trying to say.
1: That's great. Maybe in the future we'll have a... a live stream we're not a live stream but like a video with us on it which i think actually we should talk about that privately is maybe the brick world show or brick world episode we should do cameras on for once and maybe only once but we'll see because i feel like at that point it's already at brick world why not and you you know what's awesome what you i
0: i just got to talk about this this has nothing to do with lego well it kind of does um I've always wanted and I, I actually experimented with this with week one of building Geonosis, is that I've I've wanted to overlay drawing on on videos. Um, so I've wanted to animate drawings, right? So like if I if I want to draw an arrow on the video that I'm you know, to point to something, that has always been extremely difficult to make that happen. Um you'd have to like pull up Adobe software and all this, or what I was doing in the past is I would Literally draw an arrow on a green background on my iPad, bring that into the video editing software, green screen the green out of it, so then I just have an arrow being drawn, and like it was just the most difficult process in the world. And Final Cut for iPad, you're going to be able to literally draw on the video and animate it in real time, and that is just such a game changer. Game changer for me. I cannot wait to do that. Well, uh, my point uh, uh, being is. My, my my quality of con my quality of content in the future from just this simple little thing is going to be crazy good. Maybe the consistency
1: can be good too. Oh my gosh!
0: I uh, I Aaron I uploaded a video every day for seven days straight straight last week and I I feel like I deserve a break from uploading videos. And did YouTube you not see right how now. well
1: they all did? Yeah, they all did great. And, so, yeah, what I does was, that I, tell thank you, thank you, David? Thank you people, to everybody. Thank you to everybody who was watching my videos last week. And, people want to see more. Listening to okay, they want to see some great solid brick studios content consistently. I know, I know. You know, and maybe Final Cut Pro on I'm, the iPad all you needed. Ge-
0: Geonosis week six is next. That is as my. I'm, I'm literally the second we're going to stop recording this. I'm going to go downstairs and continue working
1: on rock work. Well, I, I'm excited to see that in a video ideally soon
0: Don't sorry worry. it'll be I, soon
1: I, I i gotta stop dogging at you for this but i think that i'm not alone i was saying that you know more content from david would be great but in any case i think that's where we're gonna wrap it up if you have any final thoughts david
0: yep. nope that's it uh let, let us know down in the comments below what you thought about this week's episode let us know if aaron ranted a little too much about the airplane i, I think
1: maybe he ranted um... that was delightful I, I, like delightful speak about Lego doing right, okay. That's what everybody let wants. Comes, let us know
0: down the comments. Let us know down the comments below. The
1: Concord is a I work actually, of beauty. I, I did
0: really enjoy what you had to say, but I'm curious if everybody else had to enjoy it. I you know that say, we right?
1: have a viewer that I, I I've been DMing on Instagram a lot. Really nice guy who also loves airplanes as much as me. And I I if he's listening right now, you know who you are. I hope that you enjoyed that first 20 minutes because that was you know <laughs> for you. It's great. I'm All excited right. to see the reaction, but have a have a great day, y'all.
0: Thanks everybody for our listening. We'll be back with episode 8 in a few weeks. Bye everybody.